The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, of a member of the Wells on August 26, 2012, based on John 6, 51 through 58. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God through which the Holy Spirit brings us the living words of our Savior, Jesus Christ, is the Gospel today, John 6, verses 51 through 58. Please listen again to a portion of the reading. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. Good people go to a better place. How unchristian of you to suggest that the deceased might not end up in heaven. Those are the sentiments of the world around us. They they suppose that if there is any sort of afterlife, it is some sort of bright light of happiness that most everyone crosses over into eventually. And what's the harm of it, they say, if those kind of thoughts comfort a grieving loved one, what's the harm? But Jesus' words here say something quite different from that popular sentiment, don't they? As Jesus speaks here, he he emphasizes that he is speaking the truth with authority. And he says, I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. No life equals no fellowship with God now. And no heavenly home later, no bright light of happiness, only, only hell. Now this is a sharp truth, and yet to dull it endangers our Christian faith. When a Christian begins to think that most everyone will end up in heaven one way or another, that leads us or tempts that person to to, uh, grow lax in guarding their faith and even slip into an unbelief that thinks, well, doesn't really matter because most people, even me, will end up in heaven. Yes, they may still know about Jesus. There is a difference between knowing about him and this faith that Jesus describes in the words here. Without that faith, there is no life. No life in Christ. And so, dear friends, let's take to heart these words. For we dare not want to have our faith slip away. Even a one false belief can endanger our entire faith. A little yeast works its way through the whole batch of dough, the Bible says. And may this not happen to us. So let's take to heart these words of Jesus before us here in John chapter 6. For you see, these words not only contain a warning, they also have a most wonderful promise for you and me. For Jesus says here, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. And from this wonderful promise, we draw our theme here today. Everyone who feeds on Jesus' flesh 
lives forever. May the Holy Spirit strengthen your faith through the words of Jesus' promise. Now, as we begin the first part here today, let's remember just how exclusive Jesus' words are here. And as I mentioned earlier, this is a hard teaching for us because it feels so unloving to say that many, many will end up lost forever in hell. Yes, many who even are members of churches and who learned about Jesus at one time. Because it's so tempting for us to think that they must still somehow have some sort of faith, even if they're not showing any evidence of that faith in their life. As long as they belong to a church or learned about Jesus, at, at some time they must still have some sort of faith and so they'll be saved. But that kind of thinking also leads our thoughts down a very dangerous path. It leads our thoughts to reason like this. I belong to a church. I learned about Jesus, so I'm saved. I have eternal life, and I don't have to be all that concerned, all that fervent about feeding my faith. How dangerous and deadly that path of thought is. For you see, dear friends, there is only one kind of food that brings eternal life. Jesus tells us very clearly, my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. Anything else is just imitation or fake. Only Jesus' flesh and blood is real food. That's the first part here today. But, but what is Jesus getting at? What does he mean by his flesh and blood? What does it mean to eat his flesh and drink his blood? Well, the context in John chapter 6 makes that clear. Over the past weeks, you have heard Jesus' words read in the gospel from John chapter 6 here. And Jesus began speaking to the crowd here by making it clear to them that they are not to focus on food that spoils on our own earthly existence. Rather, it is the Father alone who gives the living bread from heaven. And he gives this bread, not based on our works. No, he gives this living bread by working faith in our hearts. Yes, his work is to work faith in our hearts to believe in the living bread that comes down from heaven. And Jesus is this living bread. Jesus mentions this in, in verse uh, 17 the work of god is this to believe that the work of god is this to believe in the one he has sent and then jesus continues by drawing that parallel between eating the bread that comes from heaven and believing in him for example back in verse 35 he says i am the bread of life he who comes to me will never go hungry there's the idea of eating and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. And he emphasizes this faith, this believing in him again. Uh, for example, in verse 47, he says, I tell you the truth, he who believes has everlasting life. And now in today's reading, you heard how he makes a parallel. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. To eat is a picture of believing. And so we see Jesus is not talking about that sacramental eating which we have in the Lord's Supper. This is for later in his ministry. At this point he is talking about a spiritual eating. 
something that we do by faith as we believe in him. To eat is to believe. And now in the section here today, Jesus sharpens that picture even more when he says, This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. You see, to believe in Jesus doesn't only mean to believe that he came down from heaven. It doesn't only mean to believe that somehow he brings us eternal life. It means to believe in his flesh. And these words shock his hearers. The Jewish crowd there begins arguing among themselves, what does this mean? How can this be? Jesus doesn't lessen the sharpness of his words. In fact, he makes them all the more striking to dig even deeper into the hearts of his ears. For you see, he adds to eating his flesh, drinking his blood, as he says, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. What is Jesus getting at by talking about eating his blood, a body, uh, eating his flesh and drinking his blood? Uh, what kind of faith is he describing with these words here? Well, try to put yourself back among that Jewish crowd. As a first century Jew, when you were thinking about your religious life, what would immediately come to mind when you heard about blood? and flesh. Wouldn't you immediately picture the continual sacrifices that you have seen offered at the temple again and again? The oxen, sheep, goats, and lambs whose blood was poured out and whose flesh was offered up to God to pay for sins, to atone for your sins. And that's what Jesus is drawing our thoughts to here as well. When he talks about his flesh and blood, he is drawing our thoughts to the sacrifice that he had come to make. Yes, the living bread came down from heaven to offer himself, his own flesh and blood, as the payment for sins. And that's why his flesh and blood bring us eternal life. No other payment turns God's anger away from us. No other atonement can appease God's justice against us. No other reconciliation can bring us to the Father. And so there is no other way to eternal life. Only the sacrifice of Jesus himself, his flesh and blood. That alone is the sacrifice that brings us to God. Do you see why this is so exclusive? There is no other food that brings eternal life. My flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. All those animal sacrifices had no value in and of themselves. Their value was because of what they foreshadowed. They were not the real thing, but Jesus is His flesh and blood is the true payment for sin. My flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. 
And that's what Jesus is talking about. This bread is my flesh which I will give for the life of the world. Dear Christian friends, keep Jesus' sacrifice of his flesh and blood. Keep that sacrifice at the heart and focus of your faith at all times. Many who claim to follow Jesus have have lost his sacrifice as the focus of their faith. And how often doesn't his sacrifice slip into the background rather than stay at the heart of our faith? Are we daily feeding on his sacrifice, feeding on his flesh and blood, believing that he offered himself there on that cross in our place? That he sacrificed his flesh and blood for you and for me. And that alone is what makes all the difference in our life here and in eternity. How much bolder would we be to live for Jesus and to suffer for him if our faith more firmly grasped the sacrifice of his flesh and blood for us. Just as we take food into the very core of our being and make it a part of ourselves, feed on Jesus' sacrifice. Only his flesh and blood are real food. Only his sacrifice saves. And so only those who feed on Jesus' flesh and blood. Only those who believe that he sacrificed himself for the sins of the world, including all of, those, all of theirs. Only such a faith. Only those with such a faith have eternal life. But everyone with that faith does indeed have eternal life. Everyone who feeds on Jesus' flesh lives forever. For all who feed on him have fellowship with God. And that brings us to the the second part here today. Jesus speaks about this fellowship with God in verse 56. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. What fellowship this is, dear Christian friends. What fellowship, how, how Jesus describes it. We, you, are in Jesus, and he is in you. You, dear friends, are in Jesus. Yes, through faith in his flesh and blood, you are in Jesus. He surrounds you with his blood and righteousness so that he presents you before the Father, holy and blameless. He surrounds you with his protection, guarding you against the attacks of sin, Satan, and doubt to keep you in the one true faith. You, dear Christian, you are, and he is in you as well. He is in you to comfort your guilty conscience with his forgiveness, to open your understanding to know him better through his word, to strengthen you in Christian courage, boldness, and endurance to follow him. What fellowship with God when we feed on his flesh and his, 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 his blood when we believe in the sacrifice he has made for us. What fellowship with God, a fellowship that does not end because he will raise you from the dead. 
You see, eternal life doesn't begin sometime in the future for you and me. Eternal life began on the day that the Father worked faith in your heart. For you see, eternal life is that fellowship with God, that fellowship that you have right now through faith in Jesus, and not even the death of your body can end that fellowship, for Jesus will raise you from the dead. Isn't what we've been talking about here the work of God? How can the flesh and blood man, Jesus Christ, do such things? Do you see the tension there? And that may be part of what the Jews were arguing about here. Isn't it idolatry to believe in human flesh? And yes, it is, except except for this one particular man, Jesus Christ. This particular man, this one human being named Jesus, born in Bethlehem and raised in Nazareth, this one man alone is different. And Jesus has already brought that out by pointing to himself as the bread who comes down from heaven. He has pointed that out, that he is more than just a flesh and blood man. And he brings that out again when he says, Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. He who feeds on this bread will live forever. Yes, dear friends, Jesus is the eternal Son of the Father. He is different than any other human being, yet he is truly a human being like you and me in every way. He is our God, the eternal Son of the Father. He was with the Father from all eternity, and the Father sent him into this world. He came down from heaven, and he became fully human while remaining fully divine. And that is why we believe in his flesh and blood, because it is the flesh and blood of our God. What a a mystery beyond our comprehension this is. God and man in one person, and yet how vital for our salvation. I, I think most people around us would have no trouble believing that there is some higher power or being up there called God who, who gives eternal life, who gives salvation, and that's why people can have a hope for an afterlife. But that is not the Christian faith, is it? We believe in the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ because that flesh and blood man, Jesus, is our God. That's why his sacrifice pays for our sins because our God in the flesh died for us. That's why his flesh and blood brings eternal life because he bodily rose from the dead. We have fellowship with God because of the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ. We could not ascend to God, and so he came to us, the Father sending his Son, who became flesh and blood, to save us by his flesh and blood, offered as that sacrifice on the cross. Believe in the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ. He is your God who sacrificed himself for you, dear friends. Only his body 
or only his flesh and blood are real food. And only those who hold on to that flesh and blood in faith are saved and have eternal life. But that promise is for you. You, dear Christian, have fellowship with God through faith in Jesus' flesh and blood for everyone Everyone who feeds on Jesus' flesh lives forever. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.